Have you thought about doing an Arnold Schwarzenegger month? Because his birthday is July 30th, and what better month for action movies then? That's true, July. yeah. It's tough. We've already, so we already did Terminator for James Cameron month. Right. Uh, but we haven't done T2 because we were able to do this Right, episode. right, right. Thank God. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, there's. I still want to do Jingle All the Way. It might not make a ton of sense in July. Well, but you, you have could do Total Recall. And yeah, that's true. Switch it up, do Christmas in July. That's true, yeah. Uh, yeah, the, the, we was, we did Halloween in June last year. I don't know if we can do another gimmick like right, right, right. <laughs> like uh, like someone is actually keeping track besides me. <laughs> but there's so many classics. Arnold. Oh yeah, just classics. I Eraser. Yeah, he's really good in this movie that we're going to talk about today. Um, which almost sounds like I'm starting the podcast on purpose, but don't worry. Uh, as you know, I don't know how to start the podcast yet. So it'll either be that or something along the lines of Welcome to Late the Movies. My name is Ben Holden. This is a podcast where my friends and I get to fill in our movie blind spots. Each week, we'll pick a movie that one of us, either me or a guest, hadn't seen before and really should have by now. Um, as we're recording this, the last episode I recorded, the Terminator one, I forgot to say that part. I feel like it's a pretty important part of the podcast, but I forgot to say it. So whatever. Um, the aliens episode is going to come out in between, but I haven't recorded that yet. Hopefully I'll remember then too. Um, your guest this week, my guest this week, it's Anthony back again, Ben five, five time returning champ now, four times, five times, something like that. You know what, Ben? I'm sick of being in the van. Next time you're in the van. <laughs> uh, you're fired. Um, good, nice. good, good comeback. Yep. Uh, pretty, pretty good movie. I hadn't seen this one before. I, I think I saw this, but a very, very, very long time ago. And it, it, it you saw it's always on TV. I feel like, I uh, obviously, seen, as we know, <laughs> I had seen just the scene where he's playing the recording, telling Jamie Lee Curtis to dance sexy. Yeah, on right, TV yeah. at probably a much too young age, and that's probably right. that's all I had seen of this movie before yeah. watching it. Um, normally, we don't get right into the movie, but I do want to address off the top: we both watched this on actual. TV because it's not available to rent or stream. Three hours, yep. It's barely available to purchase anywhere. Um, Unless you have a DVD player. Right, yeah, exactly. Um, and uh, yeah, so I feel bad because I do I do know some people do like to watch the movies as we do these episodes. Um, so I'll just say I did save it to my DVR. It was on AMC last night as we're recording this. <laughs> And uh, yeah, if you want to come over and watch it, you can you can use my uh, Xfinity login. Oh, cool! <laughs> nice. Actually, uh, it's on uh, today's February tenth, and it's on again today from five to eight p.m. Oh no! This so this episode's not coming out for like two weeks. You missed it. You <laughs> yeah, missed you missed it. it. You missed your chance. Um. So yeah, well, we'll get into the the way that there is at least two major movies from the guy who has the first, third, and fourth highest grossing film of all time. Um, but aside from those three movies, half of his movies are not available to watch anywhere. So that's weird. He just wants to make more money. I guess. Like I, I would have paid money to watch this, but yeah, that's true. No one, no one gives had given me that option. Uh, anyway, but first, watch anything good recently? Last your last episode was Citizen Kane, so it's been about a month, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. Yeah. Anything good in the last month? Yeah. Uh, been binging um, some uh, some. Academy Award nominated movies and actors like uh, I watched Banshees. That was phenomenal. Colin Farrell, what a resurgence. Yeah, we love Banshees. And then uh, Living. I saw Living in the theater. That that was amazing. I unfortunately to admit, I cried. It, it was that it was that guy's uh, 
His main role there, phenom- absolutely phenomenal. Absolutely phenomenal. Bill Nye? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he's... Um, uh, I think he might be a first-time nominee and however many years old he is. So it's... Well-deserved. Yeah. That was that him. was an excellent, excellent... One of the best movies I've seen. Uh, definitely the best movie so far in 2023. Oh, wow, cool. I, I definitely want to check it out. It's um, playing somewhat near-ish by yeah. that I, I can you know try and make time to get to. It's it's tough. Every time I want to go watch a movie, James Cameron re-releases something. Yeah, and right, I got to yeah. go back to the theaters yeah. and spend four hours there. Right, exactly. So. Um, Watching a bunch of blue guys dance around the screen. Well, Titanic's back out again, oh, okay. so I, Excellent. I, I legitimately do really want to go see it. And, and I really liked Avatar also. I know. They had more blue guys this time. Everyone's blue now. Uh, and I don't, I don't know if you watched this, but I also watched um, uh, Poker Face with... Um, Natasha Lyonne. Yeah. Yeah, I haven't yet, but I, I really want to. <laughs> as I On one of the previous episodes, my favorite TV show of all time is Columbo. This is exactly, she's a huge Columbo head too. Yeah. Exactly the same format. Absolutely phenomenal TV show. I'm glad they bring that sort of format back because you don't see it too often. I know Ryan Johnson is involved somehow yeah. yep. in that. Is he directing, just producing or something? I'm, I'm not really sure. I think he's doing a little bit of both and writing. Yeah, just from following him on Twitter, he's. Yeah. I know he's involved in yeah. it somehow. It's better than uh, Knives Out, yeah. the second one. That's for sure. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I've heard it's really good. I like Natasha Leone. I thought yeah. she was awesome in Russian Doll. Yeah. Um, that I think has a couple seasons now, but that just started just a couple of years ago on Netflix. Right. And yeah, so I want to that that's that's on the list, but it's it, very good. It's Oscar season, so it's tough to get a word in that's edgewise. Right. I um I went to the movies to see something that won't be nominated for an Oscar, but I still enjoyed it a lot. A knock at the cabin, new M Night Shyamalan. Oh, was it good? I really liked it. Yeah, I thought it was. I thought it was really, really good. Yeah. Um, and we'll see. This might be the second week in a row that we talk about this because the episode I record tomorrow is going to come out first. Mm-hmm. But whatever. Um, I thought it was great. I love Dave Batista. Yeah, he's really, really good in it. Really? I think he's. <laughs> it worked, I think he's it worked pretty, for me. Like an underrated actor. Yeah, and it's such a. Um, a specific vibe that uh, the, the specific vibe. What I mean by that is a lot of people think M Night Shyamalan's writing is really bad. Yeah, um, but it, I think it's just unique. It's a lot of people saying things in a weird way. Right. Um, and Batista executes that really, really well. Is it better than Lady in the Water? Yes. Okay. <laughs> yes, it's better than Lady in the Enough Water. Enough said. <laughs> <laughs> and I've also been watching a lot of the Oscar stuff. Uh, I've gotten all Best Pictures besides Women Talking now. We're going to do a whole big thing on Oscars for March, so I'll save some of my opinions, but... Yeah. Well, can I ask you one opinion? Yeah. Tar. I love Tar. Really? Yeah, yeah. Do you have to be in a certain mood to watch it, or I, I thought about putting it on, but I, I didn't. Um, it, well, it's it's like two hours and almost 40 minutes, right. so you need to have some time yeah. carved out. And yeah, you, you got you to gotta want to be engaged with it. It's funnier than people give it credit for, I think. Um. It's directed by Todd Fields, who this is only like his third movie, but you might know him from his acting career. He's in Eyes Wide Shut, um, and he's, for that reason, I think people are often comparing him to Kubrick because it's impossible right. not to. And yeah, it's, you know, I don't want to say it's Kubrickian because that is that is stupid and overwrought to say, sure. um, but it is a really well-made, you know, the people who made that movie are smarter than me. So that's why it's hard to put, I guess. Yeah, <laughs> it just K- seems like Kate a. Blanchett's amazing. In it. Yeah, of course, right. It just seems like an odd, an odd sort of subject for a movie. And I guess I got, I, I wasn't really 
Yeah, yeah. So a lot of the other people who are on this podcast, they've they've um ticked that box for their, you know, best picture viewing and um you know they they mostly liked it too. All that to say, you don't have to know all the sort of classical music in jokes that are in the movie right. to still like the movie. Yeah, that's good. That's good. Yeah. Also watch Skinamarink. What's that about? It is a uh, ultra low budget movie from Canada by this guy named Kyle Edward Ball um, that became this viral phenomenon, became super pirated, but then got a proper release. And in a uh, pretty limited release, it made uh, over the course of like a weekend, which was only planned. And then like another, in some places kept it for another week, uh, made like a, over a million dollars, which doesn't sound like a lot. But the budget was fifteen thousand. Oh wow! So they, hell yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I think that's it. so made in Canada. But I think the U.S. translation was they made it for about fifteen k. Oh, gotcha. U.S. Oh, and so it made a million Canadian dollars. Made a million U.S. dollars okay, on good. a fifteen k U.S. budget, and um, it's a horror movie. It's one of these movies that is by a filmmaker who grew up on like YouTube uh, creepy pasta horror. Oh sure, you assume. Yep. So it's just like grainy home footage. It's supposed to be from like set in the mid nineties. So it's like super grainy, like camcorder footage. Uh, you never really see any characters' faces. Oh, like a kind of like a Blair Witch. It's v- super inspired by Blair Witch. Um, and it's just these kids in a house. One's like four and one's about eight. Uh, and then their parents aren't there anymore. And then like the doors and windows start disappearing in the house and they're just watching. Uh, mostly their only source of light is a TV that's playing, um, poltergeist, not even poltergeist. What's the word? It's like, it's fair, fair use, like uh public domain. Oh, it's, sure. Okay. It's yeah. just playing public domain cartoons. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and then just, and then stuff starts getting weird. Yeah. So, is it scary? Yeah. Like very scary. Some people find it extremely boring. Okay. I thought it was really effective. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> is it like a hereditary type of scary or? Not even because it's no. just such its own thing. It really is like it's just a a blurry f- picture of the wall for a while, yeah. And then, um, and then a kid will hear a voice or something, and you're like, "Ooh, spooky!" Now, where'd you see this? Uh, it's on Shutter now. Okay, and it's probably rentable on Prime. I'm assuming okay. if it's on Shutter, yeah, I'm not gonna get a subscription to Shutter. So you get a free trial. That's true. Uh, There's some too good much, stuff on there's there. It's too much effort. Then I forget, and I'm getting billed. Well, that's Shutter. true. Yeah. You, gotta, you immediately cancel the credit card that that's you set right. up the free trial yeah, right, with. Exactly. <laughs> um, all right. So that's uh we, we can get some good stuff. Right, out let's of that. go. We can yeah, yeah. Switch to the movie. Sweet. So um I think I already said I hadn't seen this one fully before. I'm counting me as the person who hasn't seen it yeah, this perfect. week. Yeah. But I think you told me it's one of your favorites, right? I've seen it a, lo- a long time ago. Yeah. But I've seen it before, yes. Yeah. And I, I just love Arnold movies because this is what the movies are all about. Action. It's got explosions, guns, yep. terrorism, <laughs> hot babes. Hot babes. Um, yeah. Jamie Lee Curtis dressing like a current Liz Warren for the first half of the movie. Yep. yep. And then has like a, oh, she's actually really hot because right. she's only in her 30s in this movie. Yeah. Uh, moment. Yeah. Great. Good stuff. I guess you'd say it's like an action comedy, right? It's funny. Yeah. Well, isn't it? It's Guy gets hit in the nuts uh, at the end. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> Based on that French film, La Totale, which is a comedy. Yes. Yeah, it's sort of like a. This movie's like a James Bond meets a Get Smart in a way. 
So we're, we probably should address this because I've seen Triangle Sadness, which I know you like. Yeah, I've seen it, yeah. I don't find the same things funny that French people find funny all the time. True. Though I, I still liked Triangle Sadness. I, but there's nothing French people find funnier than a literal river of shit that right. someone falls into. Yeah, yeah, right, yeah. <laughs> that's true. Yeah, that's like the ultimate punchline to French people for some mm-hmm. reason. Not that there were that many French people involved in making this movie. I think Ruben Ostlin's from Sweden. It's in English. But it's, it's yeah. I just French people loved this movie and gave it like all the top awards it can. So they're just big Arnold Schwarzenegger fans. That I too, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, it's uh, so yeah. Switching switching gears to True Lies. Um, I guess. Uh, do you want to give a one minute plot summary? Do you want me oh, to? You can. Yeah. All right. Fine. The host delivers today. I'll try. All right, so Arnold Schwarzenegger is a living a double life. His wife thinks that he's a boring computer salesman, but he's actually a super secret agent for a, it's called like the Omega, yeah, Omega Project or the Omega Group. It's a, oh no, I think you're right. Yeah, something like that. I don't know. Uh, anyway, he works with Tom Arnold, who who is also in this movie, and uh, they work to do kind of espionage on behalf of the United States government. Um, eventually Arnold starts to suspect that his wife is having an affair. This leads to him using his super spy network to kind of get some revenge at the guy that's sort of hoodwinking her, Bill Paxton. Uh, and then this leads directly into some other hijinks where actual terrorists (laughs) kidnap him and his wife and then they get away. But those terrorists also kidnapped his daughter who's played by Eliza Dushku and they have to go not let a nuke go off in downtown Miami. Perfect. That's pretty much it, right? Perfect, yeah. Okay. Perfect. Only went over by five seconds. This movie's a real who's who of who's dead. You know, Bill Paxton, oh, yeah. R.I.P. Tom Arnold, R.I.P. Is Tom Arnold dead? He's been dead for like a... Is he, really? Has he been dead for a long time? <laughs> Who am I thinking of? Oh, no, I'm not thinking of Tom, not Tom Arnold. I was thinking of the other guy in Jingle All the Way. <laughs> Sinbad. No. <laughs> Sinbad's still alive. Yes, yeah, Sinbad's still alive. Who's was... the other guy? Phil Hartman. Oh, yeah, oh. Phil Hartman. Phil Hartman, yeah. Phil Hartman, a Tom Arnold, a very poor man's Phil Hartman. That's true. As, as uh, Arnold's they, sidekick. They, weren't they both married to Roseanne? No. I don't think Phil Hartman was. No. Yeah, it couldn't have been. No way. No. Um, Damn it. What an epic fail that was. That's, that's why I'm so <laughs> thrown off. Who's who moves that? Like, yeah, Paxton, yes. Well, still, Bill Paxton. I mean, R.I.P. Sad, yeah, yeah R.I.P. Twister, great film. Yeah. Uh, I just re-uploaded Titanic to get it back to the top of the feed for the re-release. He's in the frame of that. That's right, yep. Um, as what I guess uh, Robert Ballard thinks he actually looks like. Right. <laughs> um, a really cool Hollywood star? I don't know. Anyway, yeah, so... This movie is weird. Yeah, I don't I don't know if it's that weird. It's pretty weird. It's a pretty original concept. Yeah, it's it's a little bit it doesn't ever quite like go off the rails and feel all over the place, but it is sort of like oh, they're adding another thing. It takes you to the brink. <laughs> yeah. Right. They're they're adding another not not even a twist, just another right. level of thing happening on top of right. what was happening right. exactly. before. But I really appreciate this movie because in the beginning when he's uh, leaving the mm-hmm. party there and he blows every uh, no before the dogs he yeah. b- bashes them and they're so fake you can just tell when he hits them together they're just two like rubber <laughs> animals you know what I mean yeah I love it I, I appreciate the attention to detail 
Yeah, yeah. I, I, I should. I mean, off the top, I'll, I'll tell you, I like this movie a lot. Actually, I thought um, the action was great. I thought it was pretty funny. Um, and then, especially the stunts that they were doing in the last couple sequences, yeah. both on the what's the Seven Mile Bridge in the Keys, and then yeah. um, the Harrier jet under <laughs> the crane Miami, in Miami. Right. I thought that stuff was all really good. That was excellent. Um, and uh, why, why I say it's weird is because it's. <laughs> I mean. You got the, the stuff that people talk about from this movie, I guess today is like the sort of weird, icky vibe from Bill Paxton and sometimes from Tom Arnold, who, yeah, yeah you know, these aren't guys that you're, that the movie's asking you to empathize with. No, not at all. Right. Um, but it is, it is like a weird, like, oh yeah, this isn't how people talk in movies anymore, but no. we don't really make action comedies anymore either. Yeah. Um, but just from a standpoint of like the the gender stuff that's going on, sure, it's it's the early nineties. It was yeah. a different time. The the racial stuff with like this, the, how they're depicting Middle Eastern people right. and stuff, yeah. and and I mean just generally terrorism. The re- I, this was supposed to have a sequel, but the reason it never got off the ground is because of nine eleven. Sure, uh, as I think Jamie Lee Curtis has said many times, like people don't really find terrorists funny, right. anymore. <laughs> so I thought about. Uh, it's ironic about that. I thought about 9-11 the entire time, just yeah. about in this film, especially at the end when they're in a Harrier jet firing a missile through a building that hits a helicopter. And the oh, the, yeah. the cutout of the building is eerily similar to that, right? So it's very, yeah. very weird. I, so I hear you on that one a little, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, so it's just kind of like odd. There's there's some things that just hit your yeah. ear a little weird. Right. Um. But it and it's like, man, he's he's using a lot of government resources just to get revenge on his wife, who doesn't actually sure. seem to have really done that much wrong. But who hasn't? <laughs> what it, congressman it, yeah. hasn't used the, the FBI to surveil <laughs> their ex-wife? You know what I mean? And I, and I'm not trying to go cinnamon sins, cinnamon sins. I'm not going like cinema sins, dinging like right. mm, this isn't how it would work today. <laughs> yeah, yeah. In the real world, you couldn't do that. I'm not trying to do that. I'm just saying it's it's a little weird, but I still liked it, and um, yeah. But it's a top secret. Nobody knows about this organization, the Omega Sector. One thing I really like that I don't know if this is on purpose or not, but a thing that people often bring up with any time that Arnold is in a non-action movie or even in an action movie where he's just like, a guy that lives in a neighborhood. I think in Jingle All the Way, he's just like, yeah, that's just a normal dude who lives in uh, Minnesota or right, something. Yeah. And you're like, people would be like, why is this guy here? <laughs> yeah, this is sure. this is an alien. Yeah. Um. So I like that the joke kind of in this movie is that he is this like super heroic action dude. Right. But his frame story is that he is the most boring man in the world that right. has a boring yeah. guy job. Because Jamie Lee Curtis even says that when she wants to fall asleep, she just asks her husband about her day. Right. About his day. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, oh yeah, he's, I guess, I, I don't know if they were purposely, you know, riffing on that, but the frame story of him being like this normal guy is so unbelievable Yeah, in every other movie that it's funny that that is sort of like- sure. An obvious. I bet you James Cameron is playing on that trope a little bit. I think so. Jimmy's Jim's smart. Big Jim's smart. Oh, it's uh, it's James Cameron month. In case we haven't seen it, said that yet on the podcast. Uh, But anyway, I've been talking for a while. What did you think about the movie? I I mean, I really love this movie. I love all of Arnold Schwarzenegger's movies, even the bad ones like Last Action Hero. But they all follow the same, a similar formula. There's plenty of action. Um, great dialogue. Arnold is great 
at giving like a Lyconian speech of just very simple, direct sentences, the best. We missed that today in movies. I think Roger Ebert's review said, this is what you go to Arnold Schwarzenegger exactly. movies for. Exactly. Yeah. I'm not expecting an Academy Award. I'm yeah. not expecting to be floored by Tom Arnold's performance. <laughs> but you want a good... It's a, it's a good way to set your... Exactly. And, and the best name ever, Harry Rehnquist. Excellent. <laughs> excellent spy name. Yeah. No one would ever suspect that that guy was a spy. Yeah. Rehnquist. If you work with a guy named Harry Rehnquist, you know he's in the CIA. You yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. Well, it seems like no one ever really believes him, no matter what he's trying to do, right. aside from Jamie Lee Curtis. Right. <laughs> so uh, it all works. I like the first sequence. I think so. Uh, the opening chalet. Not not the last place where they're dancing, but the first place where he's dancing yeah. with uh, Tia Carrera's yeah. new uh, one of the Newport mansions. Oh, is it? The exterior is a Newport mansion, and then the interior is a different Newport mansion. Oh, cool, sure. cool. I didn't. I didn't um, but then the other places they they film all over the place. It took them like seven months to film this. Yeah. That's James Cameron. Well, yeah, and it, um, it's very James Bond esque the way the movie opens, right? So he's at a formal, mm-hmm. dressed up to the nines, at a formal uh, engagement there, trying to sell some uh, Persian art. Yep, yep, yep. He's doing the super spy, like right. slickly going around, yep. infiltrating and moving and dancing with with the you know the the babe, the and, femme fatale. Yeah, the femme fatale. Yeah. And, um, and then I like that it doesn't that it, it isn't a clean escape. No, yeah. Well, how is he going to get out of there? He's going to walk right through the front door. And everyone's like, that's a bad idea. <laughs> and then he's immediately stopped, has to blow a bunch of things yeah, up. Yeah, with your papers. Yeah, run, 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 run away. Um, yeah. And then it's the guy that chews him out back at headquarters at Charlton Heston, I think. Oh, is it? Yeah. With the eye patch? I'm pretty sure. Oh, hell no. Thinking of a James Cameron interview where he talks about how um, Leo in Titanic kept wanting to have some kind of affectation he wanted to like give himself a limp or have like a gimpy arm or wear an eye patch or something and james cameron had to be like you know the the real stars of um like the golden age of hollywood they didn't need anything like that to hold the to hold the screen so so maybe you're just not ready and so he was just like kind of nagging leo really into doing the performance that he wanted nice and so it's just funny that here's charlton has to throw an eye patch on him yeah but what is he in this movie 90 He's got to be. Right, yeah. Yeah, he's got to So, I mean, it's Charlton Heston. You got to let him, you give him a little wiggle room, you know? Yep. Um, so, as I'm watching, it's right around there is the first commercial break, the first of many times <laughs> I'll hear about something <laughs> called Mayfair Witches. So long. <laughs> uh, so, Mayfair Witches airs on Wednesdays, I want to say, <laughs> something like that. And the good old Ann Rice still at it. Good <laughs> still, still getting after it. Uh, AMC's very proud that they're showing both Now You See Me films. <laughs> Which I'll always be upset that the second one is not called Now You Don't. Ah, you should have, that's... Missed opportunity. Yeah, totally. Uh, But yeah, every time, every 15 minutes watching this movie, you get to hear Morgan Freeman going, abracadabra. So that's great. Um, uh, Yeah, real frustrating experience, but not the movie's fault. That's that's true, right. But um, the, the, I watched it on the DVR, so I was going like skipping the thirty seconds ahead. Yeah, but yeah. still, but, but otherwise the movie does flow pretty well. I mean, it's a pretty yes. like Bill Paxton shows up. Poor Arnold, he's never around. So obviously Jamie Lee Curtis is looking. She yeah, wants an adventure. Just looking for some adventure, exactly. something to make her feel alive. Right. And she picks Bill Paxton. Yeah, who just got back from chasing tornadoes. 
Yeah. Yeah. It should, yeah. It's right around that time, right. right? I think it's after, but. Yeah. Yeah. Makes sense. I mean, Paxton's really good in this. Yeah. Oh, yeah. What he's doing. He's believable. Um, I, I feel like the what I knew about this movie, besides that one scene I had seen when I probably shouldn't have, is um, Bill Paxton saying that Jamie Lee Curtis has an ass like a 10-year-old boy. <laughs> I heard that line. I was like, wait a minute. <laughs> Which what? is, I think, an improv? Um, uh, I don't know. I don't know. Did James Cameron write that? Um, hopefully they edit that out of the re-release. Yeah, and and it's impossible. So this whole month, you know, this so this is in between Wife three and four for James Cameron. Okay. Um, but the year after he has had a child with Wife four, but they're not married yet. That yeah. being Linda Hamilton. Yeah. Um, so yeah, you you always wonder. Anytime there's any sort of relationship in a James Cameron movie, it's impossible not to wonder, like exactly who he was married to and if they were divorced yet. Yeah. <laughs> at that point in time, of, uh, he's. It's him. That's him, yeah. Yeah. Uh, this being this is after the abyss, which is probably the most specifically about t- a divorced couple, like trying to rekindle yeah. something yeah. as he was uh, getting through a divorce. But right. um, this is this is in between, so I guess he's happy enough. But but it, um, he didn't want Arnold didn't want Jamie Lee Curtis to be the the lead role. Interesting. So, but James Cameron, uh, she worked with. Uh, James Cam James Cameron's wife on I think Blue Steel. Okay. So James Cameron was like, they auditioned a bunch of other female leads, and they he didn't he couldn't find anybody. So he finally went back to Arnold and he said, "Do you trust me?" And Arnold said, "Yep." Then he goes, "It's Jamie Lee Curtis." And Arnold was like, uh, "This is terrible." But he, Arnold was so impressed by her acting that they shared uh, top billing. Yeah, she's really, I mean, she's great in this. She wins a Golden Globe yeah. for Best Actress. In a musical or comedy. Yeah, well, I mean, she does do a dance to a That's song true. at one point. Yep. Um, and uh, Two dances. It's it's funny, I'm just reflecting on, in the Gene Dealman episode, we were talking about it as like this huge feminist totemic work, and we didn't like mention the name of the director mm. until like halfway through the episode or something horrible like that. So just thinking, like, you know, I don't mean to be flippant. Wife 3 is, of course... <laughs> Best director at the Oscars winner, Catherine Piccolo. Yeah, so yes, it's yes. Like, yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I should I didn't write should, that in my notes, yeah, but that's what I was thinking of. Yeah. Blue some Steel, some Steel. lady yeah. that our hero used to be married to. Yeah, right, yeah. Who happens to be a super successful and famous director in their own right. Sorry to Catherine Bigelow. So he's, like he knew her from Strange that. Days on HBO Max again. And he saw her in Blue Steel. He's like, it's gotta be Jamie Lee Curtis. This is the one. And he was right. He was right. She's Pretty perfect for this. I don't love what she's doing in the first half, but I think that's obviously maybe not on purpose. You're not supposed to dislike it, but it it does set up really well when she does you know kind of come alive in the yeah, second half. Right, right, right. Well, that, that's, which is what would right. that, that like that stuff. It, it's not that I don't love what she's doing. It's it's in the first half. It's more just like why do you, you don't need Jamie Lee Curtis for this? Yeah. Yep. She she can do a lot more. And right. then oh okay, that's the direction that they're going. Yeah, it makes sense. But do they ever? Do we ever figure out why, or does it? Do they ever close a loop on Eliza Dushku stealing the money out of the jacket? No. Just that, just that he's worried about her right. morally. Oh, yeah, yeah, I right. Guess. Tom Arnold goes on a tangent there on that one. I forgot about that. Yeah, that's right. But it, it, yeah, he never confronts her on it. Well, no, he doesn't come back until after she's in bed that night, and right. then you know the next day he's off doing something else, right, probably. Exactly, yeah, he just he saves her at the end on the Harrier jet. So. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> that's that's a fun 
build to. So James Cameron, this whole month, we're going to be talking about how much he loves tech and robots and all this and all mechs and stuff. And um, this movie doesn't have a ton of that stuff until it starts getting a lot of it towards the end. Right. (laughs) Where there's, you know, nukes on trucks being chased by helicopters. It's it's not a nuke. It's a snow cone machine. It's a snow snow cone machine. (laughs) (laughs) Espresso maker. Um, yeah, that's. <laughs> but then he, what does he say at the uh, water water bubbler? Yeah, no, not a bubbler. It's, it's something like that. Yeah. yeah, water cooler. Probably, yeah, right. Um, it's uh, he, yeah, he gets his toys to play with eventually. Does James? Yeah, Cameron. <laughs> it, this is the first movie to go over a hundred million dollars. Yes, it is the first one to go over a hundred million dollars. And it's all on the Harrier jet. It should be, yeah. <laughs> um, so the the clip I sent you that you said you'd already seen. Yes, I remember watching that. Yeah, yeah, where they're. I think the thought I and we're jumping around plot wise, but because this, this is the ending, but this, you know, talking about the tech of it, um, that sequence all in downtown Miami on the on the rooftop, they would be doing that if it's Marvel in a conference room in Atlanta today. But watching that, I'm like, this is nineteen ninety-four. Right. Um, so I guess they probably just did that. <laughs> and yeah, they basically did. They made a I don't know. It doesn't seem like it's quite full scale, but almost a model of a Harrier jet. Right. Yep. That they attach to a robotic arm on the top of a 20 story building in downtown Miami. Yep. And they did just film it like that. That's that's movie magic. It's movie magic. That's real skill right there. Looks so cool. And even the CG that they use. Yeah. Right. That's still, that looks pretty good. Yeah. The the, the heat ripples and I think the, like the nose cone of the plane is CG and stuff. Yep. Yeah, it's good stuff. And then obviously the guy on the missile getting shot is perfect. But whatever, yeah. it's all good. It, there was the apprentice before the apprentice. <laughs> you fired. <laughs> um, and the sequence before that, maybe we're just doing the whole thing backwards now, where they're on the bridge, and Arnold is hanging from the helicopter, and they're right. trying to yeah. grab Jamie Lee Curtis out of the car. Like, perfect. This is this is a great stunt. Great stunt. Great stunt, yep. and the car's going back and forth. Yep. And he can't quite get the grip on her, and yeah, great stuff. And Arnold did most of it. He didn't do all of them, but he did a lot of his own stunts in this film. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's cool. We love Arnold here. Yeah, we'll do it. We'll do an Arnold month now that we've done no, we a couple, should. a couple of his best movies. Like, we got yeah. a lot left over still. Maybe we are going back, back to front, front to back, middle, all over the okay. place. That's in it's. That's the beauty of Arnold Schwarzenegger movies. You can you like <laughs> it from any point. You can pick it up. We're just ranking our action exactly. sequences now. Yep. The uh, the horse chase. Which you know makes me reevaluate John Wick three, where there's a horse uh, gunfight chase. Yeah. Like I thought that was special, but no, he's Arnold's on a horse chase. He almost, a he almost died in real life. He fell off the horse. Right, yeah, because it got spooked on yep. top of the building. Right, right? and so as the stunt, his stunt double had to save him from falling off a thirty foot drop. Yeah, that's that would have sucked. Um, Arnold would have he would have survived. He's the Terminator. That's true. Yeah, the exoskeleton would have just. <laughs> exactly um yeah that chase sequence is cool too and that does happen pretty soon after where we already set up the beginning of the movie right um yeah eliza dushku steals some money from tom arnold and heads off to school with a cycle with a boyfriend who we never see again <laughs> never saw him again that's fine <laughs> i assume high school right yeah gotta be on a motorcycle yep something like that or even like middle school. I think Eliza Dushku was only like 12 or 13 in this right. movie, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. True, true. Mm-hmm. But it's, it's got to be high school. Probably. 
band she's playing earlier. This is this is the movie that she cites as the stunt coordinator assaulted her. Yeah, yeah. When she was that. a like a kid, right? And then she got injured, broke f- three or four ribs. Yeah, on a on a stunt that that dude was supposed to be like supervising right. the safety yep. of. So shitty. Seems you know. Yeah, that's unfortunate. Hopefully, stuff's gotten better, but you know, right. this being the '90s and our only being like a a preteen. Obviously, wasn't being protected. That sucks. Um, and uh, you know, there's not a good transition out of that. But it would feel weird not to mention that that this is the movie that Elias Dushku cites for that happening. But uh, Jamie Lee Curtis said that it was a great, one of the best movies she's ever worked on. It seems like they're having fun, um, because it's it would be really awkward for the stuff that they have to do if, if it wasn't right. Um, yeah, that whole sequence. So, is the point of you know, let's just go in order. So there's the, another thing that I was like, oh, I thought this was unique to an action movie I saw way after this came out, but no, it, it, this happens here. So they end up in that mall or wherever. Yeah. Getting with the, uh, the Crimson Jihad guys. Yeah, right, right, right. That follow him to be, the bathroom. He's supposed to be going home to his birthday party. Yes. Right, and he's way late. Yeah, and they know they're- Jason, uh, yeah. Salim. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so the there's the bathroom fight, and it's a lot like the Mission Impossible Fallout bathroom fight, or the James Bond uh, Casino Royale bathroom. Fight. Yeah, that's true. It is. It is, and it's not just like you know, not to just do the boss baby vibes meme, but you know, there's fights in bathrooms. The that's true, right? Water spurting out of walls, sinks yeah. are being broken. Yep. People are putting people's other other people's heads in urinals and saying "cool off." A fight in a bathroom that no one hears. In no, a, they just in a mall. <laughs> Including gunshots. Not just gunshots, an AK-47. Right, yeah, machine gunshots. <laughs> um, but those guys, they they well, they cool off. Um, after the guy gets swirlied in a urinal, he then <laughs> yeah. gets shot a bunch of right. times yep. by Salim. Yep. And then there's the chase that goes on a really long time. Right. Ends up with that guy on a motorcycle. Shoot. On- they shoot in a crowd. Hits nobody. <laughs> shooting. Yeah. Lots of crowd shooting. Um, Arnold's following on a horse. I do like that. Uh, he basically clotheslines the cop off the horse and says, federal officer. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. Um, and they end up having to go up an elevator to uh, a rooftop. Push the button like, to the top floor, please. <laughs> they're at like a rooftop bar. I, I do like, I think it's fantastic that the motorcycle makes the jump to the pool. <laughs> right, right. There's no way that possibly happens. And then I love that Arnold's immediately like, okay, we're going to jump it with the horse. The horse disagrees. Yep. A good sequence. Yeah, excellent. Nonstop action. I like it. Yep. I like it a lot. But that's that's how we find out that uh, Helen is maybe having an affair on Arnold because he goes to her work the next day to, to apologize for being late to yes. surprise her. Yeah. And then her coworker is like, oh, a special guy's on the line. And it's yeah. Bill Paxton saying he's a used car salesman but a secret spy. Yep. Yes, he, he runs a gambit of trying to pick up women by pretending to be a secret agent. Unfortunately for him, the person that he's hitting on their husband actually is a secret agent. <laughs> and that kicks off, I guess the real plot of the movie. Right. right. Yeah. Um, of course, I mean, just based on James Cameron says all his movies are love stories. So perhaps according to him, that's the real it's plot true. of this movie. So yeah. Um, I haven't seen Piranha two, but you know, jury's out on that. Yeah. Well, um, so I think, you know, worth mentioning, Normally, we're, 
we don't always have to get so in the weeds on the plot, but just because this movie is for many people impossible to see right now, it feels yeah. like we might as well. Right. Let's do it. <laughs> um, yeah, I like that this, this, uh, there's a couple times where Arnold's just being really intense, like eating dinner or something, and the camera like zooms in on him and he's giving like a Terminator look. Yeah, right. Yeah. It's funny. Yeah. <laughs> I, this whole gambit that he does, is this to, is this like revenge or is this, um, like all the way through, including to like sending her to the hotel? Yeah. Um, or is it like, she wants like some excitement in her life. So then he switches up and like, Oh, we're going to send you on an assignment. Yeah. I think it's a little bit of both. I, I think it's a mixture of a little bit of revenge, a little bit of jealousy, a little bit of coming to the realization that he's uh, not a part of his wife and his daughter's life as much as he probably should be. Yeah. And then they come up with this really elaborate scheme. Well, we'll, we'll give her some excitement. We'll involve her in my real spy life. <laughs> and Tom Arnold uses voice. Uh, I don't know. Equalizer it's to it's weird. Throw it off. Yeah, un unpleasant. Not, not a thing bros should do for each other. But you know how? So when the Tom Arnold prints out all the dialogue, mm -hmm. uh, they start recording the phone calls. He prints it out. So Tom Arnold gives him right. the pages. Yeah, Arnold has wiretapped Jamie Lee Curtis's phone at this point. Right. Yeah. So he gives Arnold the pages. Tom Arnold gives Arnold Schwarzenegger the pages. <laughs> oh right? no! <laughs> and he's missing page ten. Where's page ten? They pull over. He drives up on the curb. Yeah. He smashes the window. He smashes the wrong window. That's a real car window. That's how strong Arnold Schwarzenegger is. He's supposed to smash the other one, which is a fake window. God, he doesn't hits even the flinch. wrong one. Doesn't even flinch. Jesus. Because underneath that is hard metal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, hey, he's a cybernetic organism. Exactly. Just... It's kind of ironic that he uses Skynet to spy on his wife. Yeah, right, totally. Um, fortunately, this movie Skynet doesn't go live, so they're still okay for now. But... Um, yeah, just not, not great things. Even Tom Arnold's like, hey, man, this is creepy. Right, yeah. So they set him up. They set up Bill Paxson and Helen to... Yeah. He almost throws Bill Paxson off a roof. Yeah. Well, it's like a dam, right? Yeah, yeah, a dam, down. right, yeah. Bill Paxson for not the last yeah. time in the movie, he pees himself. Yeah. And uh, then they, they go on... To he pulls... Is his best Billy Madison impression. If <laughs> Peony Pants is cool, then it's Miles Davis. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, they interview, interrogate Helen. It was Jamie Lee Curtis, and then. Be, but to go back to your early point, yep. Uh, Arnold asks her, "Do you still do you love your husband?" And she says, "Yes, I love my husband with the conviction." Yeah, that, and that's the moment that he realizes, oh, "Man, I, this is so stupid. I've really been an, idi an idiot." And yes. so he honestly, in earnest, sets up a spy game to prove. Yeah. How much he loves her and give her some excitement. Yeah, a spy game that's like also in his mind going to turn into like a date night, I guess. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um little does he know Salim is watching him. Yeah. And you gotta wonder, like How do they miss that one, Omega? Well, that's that's true too, but I don't know how Arnold really thought he was gonna transition from like making her think she's in a life threatening situation to like, oh, it's just my husband who's been doing this. Yeah, right, yeah. <laughs> um yeah, so that's what I was like. Was was the intention? Was he just kind of going with the vibe at that point? Or um I don't know. Anyway, it doesn't matter because they get kidnapped before doesn't any matter. of that can yeah. come to a head. It so. went the part when she's dancing on the bed mm -hmm. and she falls. That's not scripted. She really falls. And you see <sighs> Arnold real. jump. Yeah. Because he gets he's worried that she, he 
she fell and hurt herself. But it, it lends to the character because she's portrayed as being a little clumsy and aloof. Yeah. It, and it works out so well, but that's just some uh, behind-the-scenes knowledge dropping on you there. They, they, well, thank you for that. That That's cool. Do you, I mean, Jamie Lee Curtis is Golden Globe, Golden Globe winning performance right, in here. Yeah. Um, also a first-time Oscar nominee as of this year, so cool, cool good for her. This is a yeah. That's a cool scene. That I guess it's it's an interesting scene. It's probably really hard to have gotten it to a place where it doesn't feel like really weird and alienating. Right. Yeah. Um. That there is still some humor and even I guess warmth to it. But it's. Um, I mean, yeah, I guess a little bit. <laughs> if you take it on face value, maybe I don't know. Yeah. Um, yeah, so that that's yeah, just so weird. Yeah, yeah, it's, <laughs> it's, it's odd. It, it is odd. I hear you on that. It's, it's odd. But whatever, it doesn't... But the romance doesn't last because the terrorists almost win. Yep. Terrorists come, and including the uh, femme fatale, who is legitimately an art dealer, but is just like... A front. Yeah. Does she have to be involved in this part of the operation, though? Uh, no, but I think it shows a little, like... You could, I don't I actually no, probably not. She like does she have I don't to think she has to be involved in the rest of the movie. Yeah. <laughs> to be honest with you. Does she actually have to go to the Florida Keys where the nuke is with them? It doesn't seem like that's no. a necessary part of what she's right. providing to this right. organization. She's just the front smuggling in the nuclear weapons yeah. as Persian art. <laughs> yeah. I don't feel like she personally has to go with them, but yeah, whatever. Yeah. Gives uh, Jamie Lee Curtis something to punch in a limo later. Yeah, exactly. It's a whole back and forth, oh yep. this is my wife. Yeah, I'll show you my locket. Yep. Yeah, it's funny where he's like obviously trying to, you know, for right. her own safety and right. she just won't, won't, no, won't have no it. Clue. Doesn't understand what's happening. Doesn't realize he's a spy. Right. And yeah, so they end up in the Florida Keys. This sequence is pretty cool. He yeah. gets, he gets to go Rambo. She even calls him Rambo at right. one point. I married Rambo. Yep. And um, they're there, they're there for a while. They get tied up. He gets truth serum. They have a discussion. So in the, at the truth serum? The longer, the more he takes, the thicker his accent becomes. <laughs> if um, I picked up on that, yeah, it's, not, it's supposed probably to... hard to slur in a different language. Right, exactly. <laughs> I thought that, that I sense. thought that was funny. It is funny, yeah. Um, I like that he immediately tells her, like, "Yeah, we're gonna die. Yeah, <laughs> they're either gonna torture us or they'll leave us here where the bomb explodes." Or whatever. <laughs> right. Yeah. This movie reminded me a lot of like uh, playing Counter Strike with my friends sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that feels familiar for sure. So they head out. Um, Arnold tells the torturer guy, "Like I'm going to kill you really soon, like this way." And then he just does that. Yeah, right. He says, "How? He, oh, my handcuffs." Yeah, I picked my handcuffs. And then yeah, he you know finds the weapons he can, gets kills a bunch of dudes. Right. Um, but for, but we missed the be- the best part. When Salim shows him, you know what this is? Uh, oh, yeah. A snow cone maker. Yeah, yep. Where no, he's, no, no. An espresso machine. Where he makes him, like, on camera say they have these warheads and the yeah. ability. Yeah, he's doing, like, the proof of... Right. Yeah. Um, right, yeah, that is really funny when yeah. they do that. That's some humor in there. <laughs> yeah, it's good humor. Arnold's really good in this movie. Um, Schwarzenegger, I mean. Tom Arnold's fine. I mean, he's doing his Tom Arnold thing. Right. That's what he does. Yeah, that's... that's <laughs> He's there for a reason. Yep. Um, did you ever see The Kid and I? The, no. It is a Tom Arnold starring movie that I've never seen, mm-hmm. but is about 
a version of Tom Arnold that starred in True Lies and Arnold Schwarzenegger and Jamie Lee Curtis are in it playing themselves. Really? Yes. But I don't know much about it. I don't know. Yeah, I'll check it out. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I know next to nothing about it, but apparently, yeah. Yes. Yeah. A, a thing. So um, they do work together again, Arnold and Ar- Arnold. So they, I guess, hit it off. <laughs> um, but yeah, he's, uh, he's he's cracking necks. He does like a, 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 he goes full splinter cell and like repels just using his feet upside down, down yep. a rope and cracks the guy's neck and stuff like that. Yep. I really liked the bit where Jamie Lee Curtis tries to shoot someone immediately lets go. And then it just, the gun just cartwheels down the stairs shooting as exactly. it goes. Yeah. Not, not super realistic. No, but she, she, she doesn't have any cover assuming no. it would be coming at her too. Right. But. Right. right. <laughs> but like the other shots, but fired she kills in this movie. everyone. Right. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's true. It's yeah. good. It's whatever. It's an action comedy. We're not, again, we're not dinging that. Right. I should start dinging. Have an actual bell that yeah, I ring. Yeah, when right. When yeah, yeah. A little, you need a, uh, like an Arnold Schwarzenegger soundboard. That'd yeah, be, that'd be good for this. Yeah, just just really annoying, really impossible to listen to podcast. Right. Yeah, that's what we need now. <laughs> but the, as the movie progresses, and I, we already said this before, but the helicopter chase scene. Yep. Which leads to the Harrier jet on the roof. Oh, but before they leave the island, there's a big explosion, and oh, you get right. the shot from, uh, you know. You know, James Cameron had to be excited about that underwater yeah. shot. Right. Yeah, Mr. Yeah. Water himself, right. Yeah. Um, yeah, Jamie Lee Curtis is in the limo. Arnold gets into that helicopter, and the Harrier jets are also there. Yeah, right. Because Omega Group, is that what we ended up uh, saying? Omega Sector. Omega, sec- Omega Sector. Yep. Um, whatever they are, they have some authority over the Air Force, I guess, or the, is that Navy? I don't know. I don't know which branch the uses the Harrier jet. I don't either. Um, the Harrier jet <laughs> has some has some authority over the yeah, Harrier jet. Yeah, they just jets. steal them, right? Yeah, they basically yeah they commandeer them, and uh, that's a great that's a great chase action sequence. the The whole point is they're driving the nukes in, so they don't have to go through customs, right? And so they're coming up from the keys. They're using the bridges that go. It's, I think it's Seven Mile Bridge or whatever. Right. I've never been down there. It looks great. Um, well, it doesn't after this. They're going to have to repair that bridge. But Yeah, they blow it up. They blow it up. Um, there's some great bits and really inventive action. And, you know, it's just, oh, man, James Cameron just has the juice, man. When yeah. he, he can design the hell out of an action set piece. Yeah, you can tell he's on a roll in this film. Yeah. yeah he, he has, I think I have, in. Aren't, yeah, he's on a roll at some point in this area. But um, that that seems so cool. I mean... The jets and even the stuff that's happening inside the trucks, like the guy with the bazooka where the recoil blasts the guy through the front and it drives over him and then they don't know where he went. Right. And they start yelling at each other because they fire the rocket and miss. And like, I assume they're yelling saying, how can you miss the jet? And the guy's like, it's a rocket. I don't know. It's just good shit. Yeah. And yeah, man, obviously they blow up the bridge because they had to. Right. There's the bit where they think they're balanced, but then the pelican lands and right. just classic Looney Tunes, like right. like straight up Wiley e. Coyote bits. But yeah. it's still, but that makes it still good. light and fun, you know. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I keep feeling like I'm saying this in a tone of, and that's why it's stupid. <laughs> no. I'm like I like this. No, not at all. This yeah. is good. I like it. It's, it's a classic, classic <laughs> action film. But then, then Arnold s- steals the jet to go chase Salim up to the top because 
there, there's a moment here that I love and that I was thinking of later with just um, in the Terminator episode, we were talking about just the efficiency yeah. that it doesn't, I mean, there's an opening text block, but then it doesn't really give you an exposition dump until about 45 minutes in. Um, and I just loved the, in at the, at first played for comedy that Arnold doesn't really know how to fly one of these things. Right. But then in the actual climax, where he's trying to save his daughter, you're yeah. like, yeah, he doesn't really know how to control that thing. Right. So that's like adding another layer to that, which is just a really efficient way to, you know, add that to right. the- uh, And Tom model even says, oh, this is a true, in true Tasker fashion or something like that. Yep. He says, you haven't really flown one of these in 10 years. It's like riding a bike. Right. And um, before he leaves, though, they kiss in front of the mushroom cloud. Yep. Which you just think like, oh, that, that, that's all James Cameron wants in this world. Just wants the explosion. <laughs> yeah. Right. Just wants to kiss an attractive lady in front of a mushroom cloud. And yeah, so he takes off in the eventually in the Harrier jet yeah, after. after uh, yeah. Little ups and downs. Yep. Yep. I do like Tom Arnold being like, all right, everyone should, should find cover. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Let's get out of here. Let's yeah. get out of here. Um, and yeah, now they're in downtown Miami. And this whole sequence is great. You'd have the guys inside the building. Yep. Um, the news helicopters at a distance, the fake news crew that infiltrates, and then Arnold coming in on the Harrier jet. Eliza yep. Dushku is hostage in there. Right. When the the team that so one of the guys in the chair that isn't Tom Arnold, the one that ends up with the camera that shoots all the guys on the twentieth floor, twenty first floor, whatever right. it is. Um. He he's he's acted a ton, but he's also produced and sometimes written and a couple times directed basically everything George Clooney's been in in the last twenty years. Really? So he's like a really tight George Clooney collaborator. Yeah. Um. He I even no idea. he even produced Ticket to Paradise this year. Um. So that guy is super prolific. He is a credited producer on Argo, so technically he won the Academy Award for Best Picture. Oh right, right. Yeah. So um, that guy's super prolific as a writer. Sometimes director and actor, but mostly for producing, I guess what he would probably say is his main gig. Um, so yeah, just cool, a cool little tidbit for those of you listening. Yeah, no, I, I had no idea. Yeah. Uh, anyway, so yeah, the sequence operating on a few different levels. Yeah. Another thing that James Cameron does really well is give you a sense of the like the geography of this building, the floors, what's happening on the crane. Yep. Um. A great use too of the when we saw that behind the scenes, the green screen, yeah, and superimposing the background of Miami, yeah, on top of a the fake Harrier jet in the sound studio, and on top of the building, putting it together, yeah. just a really good sequence, seamless, yeah, yeah, and good skill. It's it's really and, and the so CG cool. <laughs> looks just as good as some of the stuff being done today. Yeah, yeah, it's great because they actually built a plane that that guy had to, you know get pitched off of. Right. And then they stitched that with a different shot where that guy was like thrown and then caught with his backpack on the missile. On the missile, yeah. <laughs> yeah, which they would just do all in CGI today and would maybe would look kind of floaty or right. like the fight at the end of the first Black Panther movies. So, right, right, right. Um, instead, you, it's like, I think they actually did that to that guy. Yeah, right, he did. He actually <laughs> rolled off the plane, yeah. hooked onto the, the missile, yeah, and then gets blown to smithereens. Yeah. He didn't actually do that last part, but he might as well. Have. Right. Yeah, sure. <laughs> um, 
but yeah, the, that whole sequence is so cool. It goes on for a while, and it and I feel bad to just be like, oh, you know, we're not worthy. It's so cool, but it is. It, and yeah, like you said, movie magic. <laughs> just uh, that. So the Harrier jet is the same one used in the Avengers when uh, Thor and the Hulk fight. Mm. Same Harrier jet. Okay, now we're talking. That's awesome. Thirty years later. <laughs> Well, I mean, Almost. if you hang on to it, if you got it, exactly, right? Yeah. Um, Eliza Dushku, after stealing the key to the ignition of the nuclear device, yeah, goes up. Uh, much like earlier, Salim goes up when Arnold is chasing him. Do you, should you go up if someone's chasing you? It feels like down's no. your better bet. I feel like that's a classic movie trope, though. Let's yeah. go. Yeah. Well, it's more epic for the final standoff. Exactly. But yeah. Uh yeah, she goes up and then she and then she doubles down, starts climbing up that crane. Right. No cover. People are shooting at her. Nope. But whatever, they're bad. As shots. we saw earlier, that they cannot hit anything, <laughs> they can't hit anything. <laughs> including a crowded mall. Yeah, they can't do it. Um. So. So she was. That's probably the most safest place to be then. Yeah, and she's just. Uh, yeah, bad bad move for her. I get. I mean, it works out. Right. But she didn't know her dad had specifically a Harrier jet that he was on his way in on. If he was in a helicopter, she's screwed. Yeah. Uh, but specifically Harrier jet is, I think, the only thing that works in that situation. Right. It has hover and forward mobility. Yeah, and it doesn't have a propeller on top <laughs> right. of it. Right, exactly. Um, yeah, so she... I don't blame her at all for not jumping the first time he's like jump because yeah. it doesn't seem like he's aligned. He's too low. No, he's too, way too low. Way she would have jumped low. right over it. She would, yeah, she would have slid off the front of it exactly. and fallen. She yep. makes the right call by not jumping then. But um, I, I think just being out in that crane in the first place, bad move. Scary. Yeah. Yeah. Bad yeah. move. But you know, the windshield gets cracked and she's able to hold on. Arnold reaches through, pulls her in, just yeah. as Salim's about to come stab his arm off. Yeah. That's it's just a great sequence. Yeah, yeah. I, I I loved I loved the whole basically from when they leave the island to the end. It's just, yeah, it's just like a perfect action movie construction. Right. Yeah, and Salim gets hit. It gets it gets a nut shot from the plane. That's right. Unusual way to get hit on the net, <laughs> but he he manages it. First time in movie history. Yeah, dude takes a bunch of L's in a short succession, <laughs> then gets blown up through a building into a helicopter. Yeah, it's just. Unhook your backpack, dude. I know. Get out of there. <laughs> but yeah, we uh, like I said, the last one. Yeah, we'll we'll do one. I think every episode, at least these first three, we haven't recorded aliens yet. But it also has a cool line that someone says and then like kills someone. You're fired. Uh, yeah, you're fired in this one. Um, you're terminated, fucker. And the Terminator. <laughs> oh, nice. Yeah. Aliens, stay away from her, you bitch. Yeah. I think is what she says. Yeah. Uh, maybe get away from her, you bitch. I'll find out later. I'm gonna watch Aliens after you leave yeah. and yeah. talk about it tomorrow on a podcast. Um, good shit though. <laughs> it, Arnold also has one of his classics, like, no, <laughs> get down again. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah. So get to the chopper. So we basically talked the whole movie through, um, but not the not the end end. Oh yeah, no, you're totally right. I think there's a moment where Jamie Lee Curtis answers the phone that they vignette on her eyes, like they um, a thing that they do very dramatically. And yeah. just think of another episode that we've done in Adam's Family Values on um, Angelica Houston over and over again, where they like there's a 
a noir style bar of light over her eyes when she answers the phone. And yeah, Boris and Doris, you're you're on. Yep. And they go and they do a tango. Right. Which you can see coming, but it's still like, oh, that's a fun way to end the movie. Yeah. <laughs> now now they're a spy tandem. Oh, and that's after uh, fucking with Bill Paxton one more time. Exactly. After, he, yeah. Who pees his pants again? They make Bill Paxton pee his pants again. Yeah. The same ruse on some poor party goer. She has no idea what's coming until it Boris and Doris show work. up. It's, it's so complicated. Yeah. If he just shaved his mustache, he'd probably have more success. I think it kind of sells it. This well, guy must be a spy. That's true. Yeah. That's true. No one would be look this much like a used car salesman on purpose. But as and as the film ends, the two of them are dancing the tango. Yep. Jamie over Lee, the credits, yeah. She falls again. Oh really? She when she, I think I was taking notes at that point. I she does like the pseudo split. Oh yeah. But that's actually her falling because she was so tired from all the filming and she just couldn't hold herself up anymore. Gosh. Well, she put she left it all on the floor. She That's gets right. a Golden Globe Award for That's Best why Actress. Call it acting. Uh, she got the Saturn Award for Best Actress. Cameron won the Saturn Award for Best Director. Nominated just for visual effects at the Academy Awards. Didn't win. No. <laughs> um, it's the third highest grossing film of 1994. This is a I mean a quick game. You want to try and guess the other top grossing films of 1994? 94. You can do uh, hints. The first one's animated. Um, the second one wins me. Best Picture. No, I have no idea. Uh, Lion King. Oh, Lion King. How could I forget? Yep. Lion King. What's the one that won Best Picture? Forrest Gump. Oh, Forrest Gump, of course. Forrest Gump, yeah. Four, yeah. Uh, and then The Mask is number four. Speed's number five. That's oh. your top five. Nice. What a year for action films. Yeah. True Lies and Speed. Oh, man. They don't make them like they used to. Yeah, that. Yeah, both in the top five. Also, uh, the rest of the top ten because I have it here. Flintstones. Terrible. <laughs> Dumb and Dumber. Oh yeah, that's a classic. Uh, Four Weddings and a Funeral, a uh, UK movie breaking through here, getting number eight of the year. Interview with the Vampire. Another Anne Rice. <laughs> She's everywhere. Full circle. There's another uh, interview with the vampire TV adaptation, I think, that just started like within the last few months or is currently on. I'm not watching, as you could tell. And Clear and Present Danger. All right, good film. Yeah. So that's that's your top 10 of the year. And it's, so this is the first $100 million film. How much did it make? About $400 million? Uh, $378,800. So about $379. No, not bad. No. Good return. That's a great return. It's no, it's no Lion King. Seven hundred, seven hundred sixty-three million in ninety-four money. Geez, uh, this is the first time that they used the classic to my childhood twentieth-century Fox logo, where the camera like comes on over the top and then pans around. Oh, nice! Yeah, yeah. Uh, before that, it was just the static thing. Right. Still good. I, Aliens Three has the one where it, it holds on the second-to-last note. Yep. Stuff like that. Oh, nice, nice. Um, yeah, that's cool trivia. But this, yeah, is the first one that does that. First film to cost $100 million. Uh, first Lightstorm Entertainment project to be distributed under Cameron's deal with 20th Century Fox. You know, that one's less That one's less of a fun Oh, project. yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> but, right, no, but that's because he wa- they they only want to make it for about $30, 35000000 million. Yeah. And James Cameron's like, no, 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 no. I'll, I'll fund it. Don't you worry. I mean, if you describe it as... Kind of a romantic comedy. They're yeah. not expecting it's going to be the most expensive movie ever right. made. Right, right, right. That's good. 
Uh, one, one of many times he's had the distinction of most expensive movie ever made. A record he's beaten himself, at least with Titanic. It has to have been. Um, and then I don't, I, I don't know how you parse the Avatar sequels because they filmed so much at the same time. Right. But I think they said so far, at least into two and three, they've put like $400 million, something like that. Yeah. Um, but we'll talk about Avatar later this month. So, yeah, overall, good movie. <laughs> I liked it. Loved it. Yeah, you know what? I, I more than liked it. I don't know if I quite loved it, um, but that's only because of all the times I had to hear Morgan Freeman go, I'm <laughs> uh, Yeah, I hear you on that one. Yeah, I liked it, it a lot. It was hard to watch it with commercials on regular TV, like yeah, as if you're in 1994. <laughs> yeah. I was I was I was in the early thousands because I could fast forward on the sure, DVR sure, for sure. commercials, but it wasn't perfect. I have YouTube TV. I couldn't really oh. record it. Yeah. Oh, you had to actually watch it from eight, I, eight to eleven. I, well, I fell morning? asleep at about ten thirty. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So I had to finish watching it by other means. <laughs> well, I'm I'm glad it all worked out. Yeah. I'm trying to think. Um, I so we're gonna do. Early next month, our our ladies episode where we give awards for our favorite movies of the year. Oh yeah, just not to for, entirely put you on the spot for the year of twenty twenty two. For twenty twenty two, um, I'll be picking stuff that is not just from Oscar noms. Yep. Uh, so we're not just so we're not just going to be like ranking each Oscar category. We're going to just pick stuff that's our favorite, even if it wasn't nominated. So, is there anything? Yeah. You want to advocate for? Yeah. You you have to know this answer. Go ahead. It's Top Gun 2. That's the best movie of 2022. Save that and Minions. Save the movies. That was the best movie of 2021. That was the best movie of 2020. Top Gun 2. That's yeah, the Yeah, it's been done for like four years, <laughs> right? right? <laughs> what a thing to sit on. It's, yeah. it's a bet that Tom Cruise made to refuse to let that be released until people could go see it on mass, and it although, worked out. <laughs> although the perspective I heard on that by the owner of the Dedham Community Theater Yep. He said, I appreciate that because he committed to it being in theaters yep. when they tried to get it released, Netflix, Amazon Prime, etc. He yep. said, nope, I'm committed to this in the theater because I, what as weird as Tom Cruise is, at least I'll give him that. I'll give him credit for that. Number one movie on Memorial Day and number one movie on Labor Day. Really? Yeah. Nice. <laughs> kind of crazy. Nice. So yeah, if you look at like the year in movies, yep. the that's a big part of the story, so it's good that it was nominated for Best Picture. Right. It definitely makes it more reflective of the actual year in movies. And if you think this movie is a little weird, True Lies, with some of the dialogue and some of the <laughs> off-color comments, right? Top Gun, the brilliance of Top Gun yeah. has none of that. There's no... Yeah. It's a nondescript enemy, not stereotyping Islamic terrorism, right? No. None of that. There's a, a Just guys in helmets. <laughs> can't see them. Can't see them. No idea who they are. Nope. Uh, a very family friendly, friendly romantic interest and love scene, right? Uh, oh, right. Yeah, I almost forgot, but yeah, no. They, very they, relatable. They, it's an old guy. They sail a boat together. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Nothing very controversial about that film in the least bit. The only thing, the most controversial thing, is Tom Cruise. Yeah, man, but those those jets really go vroom vroom, and it's pretty <laughs> awesome. Right. Exactly. It's great. That's that's I mean that's that's my nominee. Yeah, that's one of the few movies I went to see twice in theaters. Yeah, because I was like, yeah, I want to see this again. I in should. Theaters, I wish I saw know? it twice in theaters. That's a good call. 
I want so I mean a lot of places do like the best pictures come back into theaters. Yeah. So that might be one of them. I know some other ones have. I haven't seen that. I feel like if I had seen that was back, I probably would have gone and saw it again. Because yeah, totally, hell yeah, you know, it's just what it would. Yeah, it's the experience. It's why you go to the movies, right? To talking about like why you go to an Arnold movie. This right. is why you go to a movie, exactly, is to get an experience that you can't get at home, right? And anything else? Any performances from other movies you want to call out? Um. I know you watch a lot of movies, but you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I'm trying to think. No big deal, but well, I mean, I did watch. I Living came out in 2022. Mm -hmm. I only just saw it recently, but I that was to me the best single acting performance uh, I I might have seen in my life. I really do want to watch that before we have our ladies conversation because it seems like Bill Nye is yeah. You know, he's he's got some juice. He's it's not nominated. I think. Um, in too many other categories. No, right, but it, so. it is for best best uh, lead, lead. Yeah, for lead. Yeah. So that's that's got to count for something. Yep. Uh, yeah. Okay. Cool. Well, let's give this movie a rating, and maybe I'll edit that into before the Oscars talk, <laughs> <laughs> so it flows a little better. Who knows? Yeah, that's fine. Uh, every week when we rate these, I'll put our ratings on Letterboxd at late to the movies on Letterboxd. That's the number two. And uh, you can give it a rating of 0.5 to 5 on any scale of your choosing, just yep. not stars. I give it uh, 4.8 uh, snow cone makers out of 5. Mm. <laughs> if you had to go only by halves, would you say oh, it's sorry. more of 4.5 or 4. 5? 4.5. Okay. Snow cone makers out of 5. Um, For me, no, that it's actually more... <sighs> What's one of the other ones he says? Uh, espresso machine. Yeah, for me, it's actually more like 4.5 espresso machines. Okay, five. okay, fine. I'm up there. I really like this one. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> um, I'm, I'm, I'm just second guessing at it. I'm going to go four. I think I'm going to go four espresso machines out of five. I'll give it... Uh, I'm, I'm grading... My, my 2023 thing is I'm grading harder this year. You're going to grade a little harder? Yeah, I got uh, it. Good for you. I got it. On Letterboxd, everything I've given, I haven't given anything over a four yet. Really? Only one thing's been a four. Everything else has been a three point five at max. Wow. So I'm trying. I'm trying to be a more. That's tough. I want it when something's actually a five. I want it to mean something to me. Now. I'm going to change it. I'm going to give it four point five urinal swirlies out of five. Okay. All right. See, but mine was in conversation with yours as like a uh, upping yeah. of the bits. So maybe right. I should think of something else. <laughs> no, that's okay. Um, I uh, I like this one a lot. I, I almost felt myself saying, go watch it. But then I don't want people to feel like I'm taunting them. Yeah. Uh, come to my house and watch it on my yeah. TVR. You'll be able to watch it at some point in the near future. Supposedly, this and The Abyss are hard to watch right now because... And if you Google, this has been something that you've been able to say for the last few years because James Cameron is working on a 4K adapt, uh, a 4K master yeah. of these to put out on a 4K disc this year. And last year, that was true. And the year before that, that was also yeah, true. We'll get to it. You can find articles that say all those things. But where, where would you rank this film in like Arnold Schwarzenegger films? I think... Just for the film or for how it uses Arnold? Because I feel like it uses Arnold really well. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's a good, that's a good like point. Like, it really how, shows how, off. We, we didn't even mention, like, I love when he says, like, no, there's no way the missile can set off the nuke. And then he looks over at Tom Arnold and kind of shrugs. <laughs> right, yeah, right. Yeah. It's really funny. Yeah. 
Um, or when uh, Helen asks him, have you killed anybody? Yeah, but they were all bad. Yeah. <laughs> um. So yeah, Arnold, the way Arnold Arnold performances, what would you rank this one? This has got to be up there. Yeah. Top top 10 at least. Um, you know, it's below both Terminators probably. Oh, sure, sure, sure. I know he's been in five Terminator movies or whatever it is. But, but the, the, only the first the two first matter. Two, yeah. yeah. Um, I said that and then I was like, well, I mean, he's he's in other ones too. But Yeah, I, I'll definitely put it top five. For me- I uh, really love Jingle All the Way if we're that, talking about- It is like, a great film, yeah. This I mean, is probably a better, more watchable film, but- I, I think Jingle All the Way is very watchable, but- yeah. I'll put it up there. I uh, maybe five, maybe six. Running Man, mm. the two Terminators, Eraser, you Predator guy, and Twins. Oh yeah, Predator. Oh shit. I mean that's that's <laughs> classic Arnold right there. That's right. So ter- Terminators tied for one. Okay. It's one A and one B. Both Terminators. Yes. Yeah. Well, that gets you both. That gets you villain and hero, right? Right. Yeah. Yep. Then then I would go Predator. Then Running Man, then Twins, <laughs> the then twins <laughs> then True Lies. Okay, yeah. So it's it's being it's being down some heavy hitters then for you. Yeah, yeah. He's he's really good in this movie. I think Jamie Lee Curtis is too. Um, good performances all around. The cast the cast just works despite the yep. cringy dialogue. Yeah, yeah. That's. It's yeah, it's yeah. The, like the Paxton stuff is a little bit icky, but you know it happens to be carried off by a really, a really uh, talented guy who is very good at what he's doing. Right? Yeah. Right. Oh so, yeah. Yeah. Is what it is. All right. That that just about does it. Any final thoughts on this or anything else? <laughs> no. Hi- uh, nope. No final thoughts. Really. Just highly recommend another classic, classic uh, late yeah. to the movies episode. Yeah. <laughs> Listen to it again. That's what we recommend. <laughs> All Buy right. the merch, tpublic.com. There you go. I don't have to do that one myself. Uh, you can find us on late. late. I bought my sweatshirt. Yeah. I should just, like, just Google late to the movies and my name, and then it'll come up. If you don't Google it with my name, the SEO, <laughs> it, it's not quite it's not owed. Yeah, it's not It's not totally owed. Um, <laughs> not optimized. Yeah. Late to the movies can be found on Stitcher, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, iTunes, Google Podcasts, Podbeans, um, probably some other stuff too. You can also email Noah at late to the movies at gmail.com. Like Anthony said, our T public late to the movies has some great merch. I do think I'm going to put up a new design for the ladies 2023. It's going to be tough because it, I want it to be like whoever wins, but you know, there's a quick turnaround of that episode, yeah, and a very short period of relevancy sure. for the Oscars. Right. So who knows? But whatever, we're not doing this for the glory. We're doing we got this because we're doing this because a lot of things. It's a hot. It's a fun. Quite fun often, thing to do. the reason we do anything is because I think it's funny for me and maybe only me. <laughs> um, I'm with you. Yeah, on Instagram, I finally updated the last few posters, so there's some good ones there. You can check it out. Late to the movies underscore podcast. That just about does it. Yeah, see you in July for Arnold Month. <laughs> well, sorry, fingers crossed. Uh, thanks for being on the podcast, Anthony. Thanks for inviting me back. Anytime. See you next time.